Thanks for joining us today on the NateHoldridge.com podcast. Hey, the last time you were questioning a big life decision, did someone tell you, you just do you, or just do what feels right? Uh, Maybe in the moment you felt like that was some encouraging advice, but if you follow that line of thinking to the end, then you know how it ends. It seems that whenever we give ourselves the freedom to draw our own boundaries, we seem to gravitate towards decisions that will hurt in the future. So then what are good boundaries? What kind of boundaries does God advocate for? Well, in this conversation, Pastor Nate's going to help us understand the way of God, and even more than that, how we can find contentment within God's way. So again, thanks for tuning in today. Enjoy the episode. I'm just looking around your office right now. We're recording this in your office, and there are just shelves stacked with books. But one one very important book is missing right now. Shameless, Riley. This is a shameless plug that you are doing right now. I am I'm embarrassed to be in the same room with you. <laughs> where for four episodes in a row, you have forced me to mention that in October. My next book called Let Us Hear, a study on Revelation 2 and 3, the seven letters of Christ to the churches of Asia Minor. <laughs> you have forced me to reveal that that is being released in October. I, I'm not forcing anything this right is, now. I'm hey, just looking around and I just, I'm missing that book. I'm waiting for it. I feel like there's a, there's a spot on this shelf right here yeah, for it. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed working with you. <laughs> uh, this is just uh, your... You're putting me on the spot. Oh, it's man. really awkward. Hey, yeah. This is important, yeah. man. This is important. You're writing, you're writing a book right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. T- just give us just another quick little like tidbit about this book. You know, maybe somebody's listening to the podcast. This is our first podcast listening. Yeah. One of the things I really like about it is each of the seven churches that Jesus writes to, mm-hmm. it was fun to think a little bit about the geography, the okay. setting, the temptations that would have been particular to that community Mm -hmm. and seeing how it affected the church in each area some of them did really well in the cities they were in some of them many of them weren't doing that well in the cities that they were in but it was fun to kind of dig into a little bit the city setting that Mm. each church was in and then to explain that to the reader to show you know, kind of what they were dealing with. The big thing that I always love, though, in those letters from Christ is that each in each letter, he describes a facet of himself mm. yeah. to the church. I love that. And mm. years ago, I used to kind of gloss over and move quickly past Christ's descriptions of mm. himself to the church. But over the years, I began to discover, oh, these, and this is how I like to say it. It makes me feel very fancy to say it this way. These descriptions are actually Jesus's prescription Come on, man. for the church. Tweet that. In other words, he's prescribing a facet of himself and his nature for the church and what they needed. And that's really true. Like when, when we're going through life and we're co- confronted with our sin or our limitations, we need 
the Lord. We yeah. need some facet of his nature to Amen. be deposited into us. So that was fun to think about, you know, in yeah. the book. So is it more uh, devotional, you say, more academic? What word do you kind of throw on the line of? I don't know that I'd ever call anything that I write academic. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just, I don't, I don't, I, I don't have that ability. Hmm. Um, I, that said, it's not that it isn't studied or right. studious, but you know, you'd probably more put put it in the maybe a thing, maybe you'd put it in the Bible study like slash that. devotional category. That's good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's still accessible. That's yeah. what is so good about it. it. Yeah, it's definitely accessible. Mark your calendars. Third grade reading level. No, just kidding. <laughs> it's higher than that. It's higher than that. Higher than oh, that. Man. Yeah. That's so awesome. Just as I've said in the past couple episodes, we'll keep you guys in the loop about when that's coming out. It's going to be great. Really looking forward to it. Hey, today we're talking about an article, Nate, that you wrote um, about contentment. And not only contentment, what I really love about the title of this article is that you wrote about finding contentment within the boundaries that God places around us, mm-hmm. which is a really unique concept within the Christian faith because, you know, outside of the Christian faith, boundaries aren't viewed as any kind of source for contentment at all. If anything, you're trying to push against boundaries, trying to break through boundaries to me, create your own guidelines for your life. Right, right. And so what a cool time, even just in our time in history, to be able to write about mm-hmm. this is so good. But you sprung from uh, the book of Proverbs, chapter 22. Can you talk to us about that verse real quick? Why did that verse prompt you to write about this kind of contentment? Yeah, it's an interesting little proverb. It says, do not move the ancient landmark that your fathers have set. Mm-hmm. So as is the case, a lot of times with Proverbs, you have to do a little bit of work to understand what it meant for them at that time before you can apply it to your own situation. So, I mean, obviously we could read a proverb like that and say to ourselves, you know, it probably wouldn't be good to take my fence and move it three feet over into my neighbor's property. Yeah. You know, so, but... (laughs) In their era, what they're dealing with is God had decided and determined the boundaries of the land. He had allotted the land Mm -hmm. to the people of Israel as his people in that era. And there was a temptation at times because they would set up these boundaries and these landmarks Mm -hmm. throughout the property to indicate that's how far my property line goes, and that's where your property line begins. This mm-hmm. is this is what I'm responsible for and what you're responsible for. And as you go through the Proverbs, it's interesting. There are times where a similar thing is said about the ancient landmark being moved, but the warning is don't move it when you're dealing with like someone that's poor mm-hmm. or, so, or a widow or someone like that, someone that you could maybe take advantage of them by moving their landmark. It'd be really detrimental for them if you did that to them. So don't do that to them. So the idea is uh, that you've got the property line that God has given, but you're tempted to move it Hmm. because you want something different. Right, right. So in thinking about it like that, it's less of a, well, you know, I have my property, and I have what I have and I shouldn't, you know, steal. That's definitely like a, a application or mm-hmm. an application of this. But I think maybe a bigger thing would be God has determined boundaries. He mm-hmm. has allotted and apportioned to us 
you know, different boundaries. He's given them to humanity. He's given them to his church. He's given them to individual people. And so we should want to operate inside mm. the boundary that he has given to us. Amen. Right. You know, just like an example of this that I used in the article was just talking about the line, I want to be the best version of Nate Holdridge yeah. I can be. I yeah. can't be Riley. I right. can't be anybody else. I can't look across my landmark that God has given to me, my personality, year I was born, upbringing, education, yeah. all these other, all these different different things that are unique to making me who I am and say to myself, but I don't want that. I want to be that person over there and, and try to move that landmark. Instead, I need to embrace, no, this is who I am. I want to be the best version of myself mm. that I can, can possibly be. Mm. So operating though inside of what the Lord has given to us. Yeah. Amen, man. Amen. You talk about in the article how, um, you know, just part of human nature is that we want to be self-determining. We want to create those own boundaries, our own boundaries and everything. But you talk about how sometimes like when, when we try to create our own boundaries, especially when they're outside of God's boundaries, that they lead to pain. Um, they lead to sin. They lead to hurt. Um, can you talk to us about why why that is? Because we're, we're not self-determinate beings. Hmm. God has determined. God has drawn those lines upon our lives. So sin, though pleasurable for a moment, brings us outside of the lines that God has drawn. It takes us out of congruency hmm. with the God of the universe. And it's in congruency with the God of the universe so that we as human beings flourish for one and experience joy number two. Mm. So if I'm out of that line that he has drawn, though I might experience happiness for a season, ultimately I will feel an absence of joy. There will be pain that comes into my life as a result of resisting the lines that he has drawn. So when I, so, so basically, eventually, I'm unable to be satisfied because I'm not living as he has designed mm. me to live. Yeah. Interesting. Can you give us some examples of what those boundaries are? Are there, uh, are there boundaries that every Christian needs to operate within? Yeah, there, I think there's lots. Like, for instance, uh, there's gifts, right? Gifts mm. of the Spirit. I was just at a church recently where the pastor was teaching about gifts of the spirit and uh, the different people in his congregation who had all kinds of different gifts and he was mm -hmm. telling stories about different people you know john over here and sally over there you mm -hmm. know and all these different gifts that they have and that they're operating uh, by using those gifts that the holy spirit has given to them and there's that tendency right to receive the gifts that god has for us Mm -hmm. But then to covet someone else's yeah. gifts, like, I, okay, I don't like what God has made me for and what, what my role is in the body, so I want mm -hmm. to be that. And Paul talked about that in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, you know, like mm -hmm. the hand should not say, yeah. I want to be a foot. It's not made for that. It's not designed for that. So there is that sense, you know, so what is your gifting? Mm -hmm. Then there's also, you know, boundaries of just, the gender that God has given to you. So f for instance, I'm a man. God has made men for a specific thing. 
in my family as a man i'm defender protector leader teacher mm. servant father provider you know I'm all these different things and when i you know resist that design from the lord it it's harmful you know in my life right. it brings pain into my life you know more pain than doing those things because yeah. i mean being a father provider things like that that, that can hurt as well yeah, yeah. You know? uh, but in a different kind of way there's fulfillment maybe as a is a good word to say pain mm. versus fulfillment so yeah the gender that that god has uh, given to us uh, maybe even then you'd have lines say of um, healthy christian practice mm. healthy christian practice so there are certain things that are just found throughout God's word that are marks of a healthy Christian practice. So a person of the word who is learning scripture, perhaps memorizing scripture, or sitting under the solid teaching of God's word, that is a healthy thing. And when I say I want to operate outside of that boundary and I just want to live a life without the scripture mm -hmm. having access to my heart or, you know, wanting to be obedient to his word, that will lead to pain. Uh, Scripture teaches, you know, healthy Christian practice, prayer, mm. confession, uh, service, generosity. You know, these are things that are lines that God has drawn. And to say, I want to operate outside of it uh, can, again, it's a fulfillment pain, you know, kind of paradigm. Right, what right. am I going to experience? There's deep fulfillment when I, like Christ, become generous. But mm. I want to resist that, you know, my yeah. flesh. I want to resist that. I don't want to be generous. Uh, in the flesh, but to realize yeah. that there is this beautiful thing that God has drawn and to be as faithful to that uh, as I can possibly be uh, mm -hmm. is important. I think also there's just some lines that it's tough for us who live in an American culture context. And I realize not every person listening is going to be an American citizen, right. but, mm -hmm. you know, as we live out our faith, you know, like you mentioned earlier, we tend not to want boundaries. So we want to think if I'm poor, I can be rich. If I'm uh, physically weak, I can be strong. You know, if I can run two miles today, I can build myself up to run 100 miles, you know, or mm -hmm. whatever it might be. Yeah. And look, I mean, look, you, you know my life. And I yeah. think a lot of the people that are listening know who I am and have listened to me talk for a while. Hopefully you've come to the conclusion about me that I believe that there is a, there is godly ambition and that yeah. we need to be faithful and that there are things that we can push towards and for, and that you can get that education and you yeah. can get that fitness mm -hmm. and you can learn that self-discipline and, you know, a lot of different things that you can bring into your life. But what I'm talking about is look, there comes a point where, you got what you got, you know, and you are who you are. And there's no point in striving to get that body or to get yeah. that income bracket or to get that zip code or to get that thing mm -hmm. that actually isn't from the Lord. It's not godliness to get it. And it's just going to cause you so much turmoil to try mm -hmm. to get it instead of being content with the boundary that God has given to you. I mean, have you ever just like looked at someone who is just like they are in the category of beautiful people? 
you know, and just said to yourself, yeah. like, wow, like that happened, you know, <laughs> I don't have a chance, you know, like I am not going to be in that category. Right. I'm not going to be that kind of beautiful person. Like my face just isn't that symmetrical, you know, <laughs> like there's just problems there. It's not going to happen. I wouldn't say it like that. But. <laughs> and there's just not like, it's just, it, it would just bring such pain into my life. If I said to myself, like, I got, I've got to attain to that. I need yeah. to have that, you know, I need to be that way. So it's just a, mm. a humorous example, but no, yeah, you, know, I feel you like don't need sure. to, if you know me, you don't need to give me a compliment or anything. I think you look pretty good, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I'm not fishing for that. I'm just saying like, you know, there, there are lines that God has yeah. drawn and to just be okay with yourself. Like, okay, cool. This is what God mm. has given to me. This is who God has made me to be. I, I've had so many conversations with great brothers and sisters in Christ over the years who battle some kind of mental illness. Yeah. And as they go through that, obviously one hope that they have is that perhaps a day would come where Jesus frees them and releases them yeah. from that. And, uh, their mind is always and only clear. Yeah. You know? But many of them that I've talked to have said, you know, but it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. That isn't the hope, you know, hmm. that, uh, you know, God can do anything, but it seems as if he has decided that he's going to allow me to hmm. live with that. And, you know, that will probably always be a source of frustration, you know, for that person. But to also embrace that's that's who I am, you know. Yeah. That's who I am. That's 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 the way that things are, and I'm going to delight in the Lord in the midst of the boundary that He's wow. given to me, mm -hmm. and I'm going to celebrate Him and rejoice in Him. And as long as my mind is clear, I'm going to rejoice in the Lord, mm. you know. And to Amen. to embrace that, I think is is just really a remarkable thing, and that is more helpful to human beings. Than a person who says, I'm just going to be whoever I want, do whatever I want, you know, kind of, yeah. kind of thing. Hmm. That's really good, man. Um, I was curious if you might be able to talk to us for a moment, maybe about something more personal to you, maybe a, a personal boundary that you have in your life that God has placed in your life and how you've actually found joy in that. Because, you know, like we've been talking about, some people view these boundaries or these um, kind of limits, I don't know what you want to call them other than boundaries, but as something that like can like attack their freedom or something or limit them and what they want to do. And they can view it as any more harmful than good. But talking to you, I mean, you, you find a lot of joy within the boundaries that God has placed in your life. Is there maybe one thing in particular that you can think of where you do find joy and what God has placed as a boundary in your life? Yeah. I was talking recently on a Sunday, I gave an example talking about my temperament and personality as that of an introvert and how I think it's hilarious that God has asked me to be a local church pastor because that is such a people oriented mm. role. Right. And what people often don't realize is that it's a people oriented role in the sense of, in all the senses that you would probably think of, you know, mm. uh, you're doing discipleship with people, you're teaching people, you're getting to know people, you know, stuff like that. All those things are awesome. And even the hard parts, you know, where you're really dealing with the difficult parts of humanity and, and hard things that people are going through, there's beauty in that. Hmm. The thing that's so hard for an introvert is 
just meeting tons of people that you're oh, probably yeah. never going to see again. You know, it's like, I, I can't tell you how many times I've met somebody who told me this was the greatest church that they'd ever been to. And they were definitely going to be a part of this fellowship. And I never saw them again. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. And that is tough. You yeah. know, that, that's, that's, that's a hard thing for me, you know, as an introverted kind of person, it's just, I want to, if I'm going to know somebody, I want to know them, you know? Yeah. So anyways, I was talking about that with the church and just how, you know, the spirit has helped me to, I think, become as extroverted and people comfortable, like yeah. groups of people as I can possibly be, you know, it's like, I can, I can do it now, you know, I can be around big groups of people I can do the chit chatty thing even and just you know ask questions get to know people you know stuff like that I mean I have my ways of getting the yeah, serious yeah. conversation in there uh, but in general I have come to not just be able to do it but also enjoy it you that's know? good man so the Lord can he can work miracles okay, but <laughs> amen you know in thinking about that I have felt at times like it's a limitation you know that mm. man I I wish I was the guy I wish, you know, I see those pastors that just like, man, they work it. They just work it. They go in the room and they are just working it. They are like everybody's favorite dude. Mm. He's just cruising around. He's high fiving. He's hugging people. He knows the little kids and he's, you know, talking to the older folks and he just, he's just smooth. You know, <laughs> like I see that guy and I'm like, dang, I'm never going to be that. Mm. Uh, I'm, I, I have that limitation. That's just not mm. who I am, you know? And, uh, I don't know, maybe this is a bad example or not. Cause I'm making that guy kind of sound dorky right now, but like, I'm talking about like the real, like the yeah. cool versions of that, oh, yeah. you know, just like, wow, just a neat man, mm. you know, that people just enjoy being around talking to, he's just given no thought to like himself or mm. like his mind is nowhere yeah. else. He just there you know for them a, a, a pastor jeff kind of guy you know, oh, yeah. in our world you know and i see that and i think man you know lord i want you to grow me as much as you can and as much as i can grow in this area mm. i want to grow and if there's something you want to just switch you yeah. know in my mind i'm down for that but you know i also am just going to be who you've asked me to be yeah and so i like being by myself at times, I'm going to try to make sure I still do that. Yeah. And I'd like, you know, and I've seen the Lord use that, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, I have some people that, you know, when I said that, they're like, you really have, you are so much more, you know, outward and extroverted than you used to be. It's really good. And I think that probably some of those people have always rooted for me to be, be like more, you know, that way. But the thing that I, that I, I think that they sometimes don't realize is, but it, the Lord's also used that introversion for his glory because yeah. I don't mind studying for five hours by myself. Yeah. I don't mind writing, you know, a bunch of words by myself. Mm -hmm. I don't mind. I can yeah. do it. I can stay there. I can keep going. Mm. And so I think for me, it has been, you know, as a pastor, I've had to realize, okay, this is the kind of guy I am. This is the kind of guy I'm not. Mm. I can never use it as an excuse, but I do need to tailor what I'm doing for who the Lord has actually made me mm. to be. It's going to be fruitless to try to kick against that goads right. or move yeah. the ancient boundary or try to mm -hmm. be something that I just totally am not. 
Yeah. I've got to be who the Lord has asked me to be. Mm, and grow into that healthier version of yourself day by day, like you were saying. Yeah, exactly. Let the Lord do that work in your life. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I cautiously like talk about it because I think uh, there's a little bit, you know, I'm all I'm all into like personality types and, you know, things like that and like knowing that about yourself. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that can be okay for somebody to get into, but I think there could also be a, a tendency to think about yourself too much and <laughs> yeah. become hindered yeah. by not something that Christ has spoken or put into your life, mm. but something that you have said, okay, this is who I am, so I have to be that. I'm going to operate within that description yeah. of myself. Mm. Amen. Amen. To kind of wrap this up, Nate, um, maybe there's somebody who's listening right now who's uh, just maybe like a brand new Christian. You know, they've got this podcast, they're listening to it, and they're they're feeling the boundaries of the Christian faith. Maybe they've lived one way that's just been outside of God's boundaries, and they're wanting to see some change happen, but they're feeling like the pressure, or maybe not the pressure, but maybe like the, I just feel like bummed out, like, oh, I keep like, failing and being who God wants me to be. I'm operating outside of God's lines for me. Um, how would you encourage them to to jump into those boundaries? And how would you encourage them even more than that to like find joy in those boundaries? Mm-hmm. It's so hard. It's so difficult to remember and confess that not everything that we want is within God's design and boundaries mm-hmm. for us. Not everything we want is within God's design and boundaries for us. It's a tough thing to remember. I was talking to a friend of mine recently who I'm so proud of him and his life because he has been faithful to God for decades now, but it has come at the price of saying no to probably what he want to do, you know, what mm. what his heart is drawn towards what he's uh, uh, what he desires and he's just said you know i've god in his word is clear i know what i need to do to be obedient to him and i'm going to do that i'm going to resist Mm. the flesh Mm. and i'm going to walk in the spirit so that i'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh and i'm going to go for it but Mm. you know when you're when you're making that kind of decision it's just really important to declare what you're going to be, Hmm. what you're going to do. You know, I am going to obey the Lord. You got to declare it to the people in your life. You got to declare it to other Christians. You've got to put it out there so that it is a known reality. You've got to ask for help to be able to walk, you know, that life and to really be obedient to the Lord. But, uh, you know, I just, I guess, a word of encouragement would just be, you know, keep going, keep trucking, keep listening, keep reading, keep fellowshipping, keep attending, keep serving, keep giving. Put yourself in the household of faith and see what happens over the years. Thanks for joining us today in this conversation. For more articles and resources from Pastor Nate, please go to nateholdridge.com and search the archives. All of his articles are there. And while you're online, please share an episode of this podcast with a friend. We would love to see this podcast get into as many hands and ears as possible. 
And as always, tune in next week for a brand new episode from this show. But until then, God bless you guys. We'll see you soon.